0: Good morning, today's date is January 29th, 2023. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 18, Highly Competent Psychiatrists, to and including the paragraph on page 19 of Necessity. Sharon will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Anna. Sharon, please read. Good morning. I'm Sharon C. from Louisville, Kentucky, and I am a grateful recovered overeater. Highly competent psychiatrists who have dealt with us have found it sometimes impossible to persuade an alcoholic to discuss his situation without reserve. Strangely enough, wives, parents, and intimate friends usually find us even more unapproachable than do the psychiatrist and the doctor. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. That the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he is talking about, that his whole deportment shouts at the very new prospect that he is a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no axes to grind. No people to please, no lecturers to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many may take up their bed and walk again. None of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. If we keep on the way, we are going there is little doubt that much good will result but the surface of the problem would hardly be scratched those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed How then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume, setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with drinking problem. Of necessity, there will have to be discussion of matters medical, psychiatric, social, and religious. We are aware that these matters are, from their very nature, controversial. Nothing would please us so much as to write a book which could contain no basis for contention or argument. We shall do our utmost to achieve this ideal, most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints, and a respect for their options, opinions—excuse me—are attitudes which make us more useful to others. Our very lives, as ex-problem drinkers, depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may be helped, how we may help their needs. Pass. Thank you so much, Sharon, for reading. And now we will have a 20-minute share from Anna. Um, We look forward to hearing what you have to share. Anna, would you like a a warning, a five-minute or two-minute warning?
1: Yeah, five minutes will be fine, thank you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, Well, good morning and thank you for being here. I wanna stop a bit to connect with my higher power and express my gratitude I'm very grateful that I woke up today abstinent. I'm very grateful that you keep coming back. I'm very grateful that my daughter is taking care of the boys so I can be here. I'm very grateful for this program and this new way of living I have. Thank you. Thank you, Higher Power. Thank you for being present here with us. So um, I'm going to share about my life as a compulsive overeater and I will use sentences in the reading to guide to guide me through. I prepared this ahead, so I will be sometimes reading some paragraphs. So I have had this disease since I was a child. I remember overeating and hiding when I was six years old. I remember staring at my belly, feeling fat and ashamed. I remember my mom hiding the food from me. I remember going to McDonald's to a friend's party and hiding to eat a second hamburger, not a kid's meal, a big hamburger. And a Sunday, of course, I love Sundays with all the top ingredients. Um, I have a brother with autism. I remember binging while waiting for him in a waiting room. He was always in therapy, physical or psychological, and I was always waiting in a waiting room. My mom took me frequently to a pastry close to the clinic and it felt really good. Those were moments when I thought she shared she cared about me, she loved me and we share a nice pastry, she and I, without my brother or any interference. But she also punished me by taking the food from me. She had places to hide food and I searched for them to get my fix. Of course I got fat and she didn't like it. I was a disgrace to her family. She restricted herself and binged too. She hid food and also bought very heavy cakes. I admire her willpower. She was great at fasting. She could stop eating for 24 hours, and then the deserved beach. The reading says, strangely enough, wife parents find us even more unapproachable. My mom was thin, very thin. She praised thin people because they could control themselves. They were people who could handle themselves. Her brothers, her sister, and my grandmother taught me that people who overeat had no willpower. They can't control themselves. They are lost. My family said that people with overweight showed lack of power in their bodies. You can see, my mother told me, that they fail at the simplest task uh, to manage and rule their own bodies. And then they are messy on other aspects of lives too. And that was exactly how I was and how I felt about myself. I was ashamed of myself, but I couldn't help it. I wanted to be different, but I just couldn't stop eating. The reading continues, but the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution armed with facts about himself, the steps, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic. The man who has made the approach has had the same difficulty. So one of my closest friends, she's a recovered alcoholic, and one day she told me, I think you have a problem that is similar to mine. Let me ask a friend to call you. I took the phone call. I don't remember the woman's name because it was the year 2001, but I will never forget what she told me. She told me about her binges and then about her fasting and then about her overexercising. And I thought, oh my God, I am like she is. She was me. I was her. We spoke for over an hour. I was so interested. I wanted the disease as she called it, to stop. I went to meetings for one year. I took it as dieting with therapy, no higher power. Well, I guess my sponsor was my higher power. My sponsor was a leader always and all the women admired her. She recovered from two different addictions. She was an educated woman, very articulated and very intelligent. And when my sponsor relapsed, she disappeared and I did too. I left for many years. What happened? The reading says on page 19, we feel the elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations and affairs. After a year of being in program, I was thin. People gave me compliments. I was slim at last. I had arrived, I thought, like Bill says in the previous chapter. I felt powerful. I was an independent, successful, professional woman. I was finally getting what I deserved. I was succeeding at work. My ego was inflated. I worked more than 10 hours every day. I was praised for my work and my boss at that time was a famous person and my sponsor admired him. Therefore, she admired me too. The work was done. It was perfect. I didn't know, as the reading says, A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations and affairs. I really thought I was there, living the dream. My mommy and my daddy issues were going to be solved. I was finally the daughter and the citizen the world wanted and I was fulfilling their expectations. Now I wanna stop and laugh when I was writing this, I just wanted to stop and sit with the thought of the ego inflated, the lie I was telling myself, the big lie, the trap, and then the dark hole. I didn't enlarge my spiritual life. I didn't take the program in all my affairs. And most importantly, I forgot about my higher power. I was playing God. I was controlling life. I wanted to control the outcomes. My ego was my master. I didn't use the principles in the book. I didn't even know about the big book because back then we were using the AA 12 and 12. Of course, I relapsed. I took revenge on life by overeating, overexercising and fasting. Hurting myself was a two blade knife. I gave, It gave me a sense of control. I could restrict and, or overeat until I feel, felt numb. I felt I was exercising power over my body because I had the agency to own it and to hurt it and do um, as I pleased. I was entitled to do whatever I wanted with my life. I was, it was also, I think this huge relapse was also a manifestation of hatred. I hated myself and I, why not? Let's eat until feeling disgusted and sick because I felt, I truly felt I deserve nothing else but suffering. So fast forward to 2019, I went back to OA. I started attending meetings with the intention to lose weight, nothing else, to be honest. Again, I took them as dieting with group support. I thought, I know the drill, no sugar, no flour, but guess what? This time I didn't lose weight, this time, it wasn't working, not as it did when I uh, when I was in my 20s. What was wrong? I didn't understand. I was doing great when I was in my 20s. Well, I wasn't measuring. I wasn't weighting my food. I overate abstinent ingredients. I, I could really binge on broccoli. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to feel stuffed. I didn't have a sponsor. I stayed like that for a while. One day I met a young woman, she, met, she came to a meeting in person, a lot younger than me, but she was thin, she was strong, and she was speaking about recovered. That word resonated and rang a bell. I didn't know we could use that word, I thought, and she did, she did use it. I asked her to sponsor me. She had, as the reading says, a sincere desire to be helpful. No people pleasing, no lectures. She told me her story and we started working the steps. She gave me my first big book. I still have it. And we went through it together. She wasn't complacent. She was tough, very tough. I wanted her to acknowledge my pain and my struggles. I didn't like her honesty. It made me angry. She made me repeat my amends three times because I was giving excuses, not making amends. I don't know how really she put up with me. My young sponsor was from a continent far away and I am Mexican. And that in that year, I was recently moving to the US and she took me to healthy meetings, some of them with American fellows and others international with a very diverse community. In our reading today, we read at the end of page 18 and the top of 19 about service, about how one alcoholic approaches another one and about how the fellowship works, about sharing the steps, doing service and passing to other sick fellows our solution. As the reading says on top of page 20, our life as ex-problem drinkers depended upon our constant thought of others. After my young young sponsor, I had others because I relapsed a couple of times. All of them have left in me the seeds of recovery. This community of people in program have changed me. My sponsors have given me time, which is very precious because we all lack time. My sponsors, even though I was a stubborn learner, gave time to me. They took time and dedication. I have files in my computer with different lessons, tasks, homework. The accumulation of all of them took me where I am now. I remember each of my sponsors. I had one that asked me to think of a song that connected me with my recovery. That inspired me. Sometimes I still, on my way from the parking lot to my office, I listen to this song and I think of her. It helps me to connect with my higher power. I feel aligned with my higher power and I can surrender. The reading says, there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. Every person in this meeting is a sponsor or a potential sponsor. We are on this journey because we want to save ourselves together. Humans are social animals. Scientists have found that we are wired for connection because we need a community to thrive. Humans have always moved in groups, hunted in groups, work in groups, grown in in groups. This program and this community gives me hope in our species as humans. I think of all the meetings all around the world with people moving towards a spiritual life, moving towards love and peace, stepping away from isolation because the opposite of addiction is connection, connection with our higher power, connection with our fellows when we break the isolation, we thrive, we move in togetherness. This reading says, None of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. So if I work 24 hours a day, the program, or I think I'm attending meetings 24 uh, 24 hours a day, it doesn't matter. I need to be connected and make a spiritual living. Following the tools, working the steps is not enough. I need to bring the program in all my affairs. So I try to practice balance, service with motherhood. I have three kids and I'm a single mother with a full-time job. You probably have felt the need for balance and you have wondered, how can I make this possible? Well, it is possible. It is not easy. It's not easy for me, but it is possible. One day recently, I was feeling overwhelmed. I felt the pressure of time. It was a day with meetings at work, I had to take my son to therapy because I have a son with autism and I got a phone call. On on the other line, a woman said, I'm working the steps with my sponsor. I have to make phone calls and ask fellows how they turn over things. And I engaged in the conversation with her. I told her about my higher power, how I connected with love, with my source of power. After the phone call finished, I felt relieved. I felt the power of living my poor me, poor me, because I was overwhelmed with my life and my work and my kids. And I, I saw how I moved to love, to connection, to service. That phone call saved my day. Down in the last paragraph of page 19, the book tells us about real tolerance of people's shortcomings and viewpoints. The reading on page 19 says, many could recover, if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. How then shall we present that which has been so freely given to us? And then the reading continues explaining how the book will serve that purpose. But then when I was reading it to prepare this, I thought, how can I apply this to myself? How can I present that what's given me to me so freely? And now here I am feeling that my higher power is everything that program is first, that I have chosen a spiritual way of living that gave me a different pair of glasses. I was wearing the glasses of the ego and the self-pity. Now I have the glasses of gratitude, compassion, service, and love. My higher power is love. My recovery has been a journey to love, to look at myself as part of the miracle of life that I share with all living beings. I want to honor this miracle. I want to live in harmony with all living beings. Thank you, to respect myself and them, to love them. I have felt the solution and I try every day to transfer the big book principles in all my affairs. I try to live a life with no resentments, with no baggage behind, because now I know I can't afford it. I will go back to the food. I can choose between gratitude and resentment, I can choose to have a bad day or a nice day. It's up to me. At the bottom of page 19 the big book says that I would be it would have been great to have a book or a program that could make peace with all different points of views so we could all have the same path and agreements. But that's impossible. We are a very diverse community and thanks to that I could join I could join you. I had a sponsor from a different continent. I can speak English, I can talk to you. And even with my accent, you are listening to my story. You are not paying attention to my mistakes in grammar or pronunciation. You are listening to my heart. If I wouldn't believe this, I would be isolated in the addiction. I wouldn't dare to talk to you. If I attend meetings online by phone or in person, I try to practice this openness and full acceptance. Otherwise, I would be shooting myself in the foot, and there wouldn't be ears and hearts to hear my pain, my journey, and at last, my recovery. Thank you. Thank you for having an open heart, and thank you for keeping coming back.